I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thank you for joining us. Okay, Doug, the long wait is definitely over. We've kicked things off with a bang. The boys played a split roster doubleheader against Calgary home and away on the same day. I've never seen that before. Um, Me neither. So that was kind of, I remember looking at the schedule and be like, how is it possible they can't play at the same time on the same day? It makes no sense, but here we are. Separate countries. I mean, you know, with all the players in for camp, it makes sense. And I think that's kind of cool to do a home in a way. And Dave went. You did get to see the split. And, you know, like with us winning the away game. Right. And then only barely losing the home game in a shootout. I think that they competed, uh, you know, excellently. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's going to become a theme. Calgary's up, a good team. Yeah, up and down the roster, making uh, difficult decisions by everybody playing really well. So uh, pretty interesting stuff. And speaking of rosters, you know, Despite everything, it's it's come the time where we are willingly going to march out and look like fools. That's right, Doug. It's Da-da-da-da. our roster prediction episode. Uh, one of my favorite things to start off the season. Always fun. I love it. Try to put myself in the front office's shoes and construct this year's team. Fun stuff. Are you ready for this, Doug? I was born ready for this, JB. Nice. Looking like a fool is my MO. <laughs> I can't wait to dive in and reveal my picks for the opening night of the Kraken's third season. I'm really liking the way the team is looking so far in preseason. It's kind of a little tough in that Oilers game the other night. Mm-hmm. Really good to see him get a win against the Canucks. Uh, Tolvanen came through with two games, two goals in that game. Two games in that game. Two goals in that game. Yeah. Uh, to give the Kraken the victory over our rivals to the north. We finally got to see Burkowski make his triumphant return to Kraken Ice. We've also had a chance to see some of the younger players in the Kraken franchise show what they're made of. And I have to say, it, I was pretty excited to see an assist from Luke Henman, the first ever drafted player by the Kraken. Did yep. uh, any names stand out to you, JB? What do uh, you think? Um, Mellison, he stood out. I mean, he did get sent down, but... I mean, just overall, you know, overall, Ty looks Cartier good, right? looks good. And the power uh, of youth. At the youth, yeah. I mean, if not this season, like next season, they're going to be pushing. I mean, things are not going to look the same next no. season. There are no, going to be some changes. Some changes We're going to be I going think. through some changes for sure. Yeah, so... How else are you going to get Riker Evans in there? I just wish I knew, like, uh, I could keep track of everybody's contracts so I know who's worse, like, because it's going to come time when it's like, who's next? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, and you can tell you can tell by seeing a lot, and you can also tell that some of these guys just ain't quite ready. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you have to keep it in perspective. Those first games, those guys look good, but they're mostly playing against the same tier players. And so there's all these little ins and outs. But I think, you know, the way they're constructing this roster up and down and and the depth and the youth, it's it's very exciting. But uh, before we go any further, Doug, we got to talk about you. Uh, we we didn't know the hockey team you were gonna be on, but but tonight the night of this recording, right before we got on here, was your first game, right? It was it was my first game in Massachusetts, and so I'm playing on this league up here called the Monarchs League. And because I'm a beginner, I've only been playing for a few years. Uh, the guy that owns runs the league, he put me in the 60 plus league, so I'm playing with a bunch of older guys. Did you have to like do a tryout and show off your skills, uh, or you just kinda... no? I thought there was going to be an evaluation skate, but he just he just let it go. And then he was like, "Your first game is going to be on Sunday," and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be in Florida." He's like, "Well, you can sub for another team on Tuesday, and then and get in on the next game." So I was like, "Cool." So I subbed. I blocked a shot. I scored the game winning second assist. So it was like I was on defense, and I. It like came in three on three in overtime, uh huh. And the puck came in, and somehow it ended up on me. And I just put it right on the stick of the guy at the blue line, front of the blue line. And he took off, got all the way to the net, dumped it back to the other D man, and he scored. Nice like, triumphant victory on my first night in Massachusetts. So it was oh, pretty cool. cool. Good group of guys. Everybody was nice. You know, a few beers in the locker room, and the locker rooms are tiny. The benches were bigger than the locker rooms. Oh, no joke. So it's cool to check out like new rinks and stuff, you know what I mean? And see see the way that everything's set up and how the different leagues run. It's That's cool. Fun. Well, what was the name of the team? So the in this division that I'm in, the 60-plus, all the teams are just named different colors. Oh. And so my team is 60 black, and I subbed tonight for 60 blue. Oh, okay. So they 60 blue gets like a, a scouting report on it, on you, huh? Yeah, yeah, they get to see. They got to see. It's funny. All the jerseys, like, I guess they do, like, a, I don't know how they do, like, if they switch it up every season or what, but, like, they just had, like, a pile of jerseys in the locker room. Everybody grabbed one. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you throw them all back in the pile, and the guy that's running the league takes them. Are right? they the all... Washes are they... Them back and, are you guys black for black? Do you wear black? Well, I was subbing for blue, so they were blue, yes. Right. For blue. So I, I, I'm, and, but the funny thing is, all the numbers on the jerseys were sixty. <laughs> Ridiculous! I mean, we were playing the ye- we were playing the yellow team. They all had their own numbers. Mm, but the blue team, they all had sixty. So I don't know what's going on with that. It was funny. Interesting. Well, I don't necessarily appreciate their lack of creativity, but I understand <laughs> the efficiency of calling it the blue team and then just buying a bunch of blue jerseys. Yeah, I kind of so. feel like maybe it's a league on a budget, but that's cool. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Hey, they're getting it done, right? Hockey, once yeah. you get on the ice, hockey's hockey, right? That's right. So, very cool. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on uh, starting with a victory. Hopefully, you didn't give away all your all your <laughs> hidden now talents to the blue team. Team, team Black <laughs> hopefully can get some victories, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, with that, we better get into the Maelstrom. The Maelstrom, the Maelstrom, the Maelstrom, the Maelstrom. Okay, it's the three stars of the episode. Go ahead and kick it off, Doug. 
kicking it off here with the third star, we got Pierre Edouard Bellamere. He's looking real smooth, coming all the way from Las Vegas Golden Knights. It's good to see him in Seattle. What? I think he's going to fit quite nicely. Yeah, he was on Golden Knights. Who did he play for last year? Did I get that wrong? Yeah, he played for, I believe he played for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think he played for the Golden Knights before that. Yeah, that's possible. The picture they got on his thing is in uh, in that he's wearing the Golden Knights jersey. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, maybe he started. There. Maybe I, I didn't do my homework. That's okay. Uh, anyway, he's been uh, coaching up the guys on face-off proficiency, which I said would be a huge addition for a team that could buy a face that couldn't buy a face-off win last season. And uh, in his first action, he won. 74% of his face-offs, so that was good to see. He's really looking good on the ice. Yeah, I mean, he just looks smooth. He's a veteran. He knows wh- what to do, where to be. And then you add in the leadership factor and coaching up the young guys. I mean, just imagine, you know, third period, defensive zone face-off, a minute to go, and you're just send him out, you know? It, it's crazy. So he's going to be, I think, like I've said before, I think he's going to be like, uh, not the Barakovsky, but the Bjorkstrand signing of this season. Like, really kind of contribute as the season goes on where you look at things and you're like, man, look how far we've come with him. And At first, yeah. it may be that, you know, you don't see it all in the stat sheet very much. But as the season goes along, you're going to be like, God, he's a key cog in making this whole thing, like, go to the next level so i'm excited okay second star new face in the clubhouse again tyler yamamoto loving these Um, new guys yeah yeah i mean he spent some some time on that top line in edmonton with dry saddle mcdavid but kind of lost his spot and now he's in seattle where you know he's hoping to reignite his career and he is Having a heck of a start in the preseason. He lit the lamp twice in Calgary. Both power play goals. Um, He scored against his former team the other night in the Oilers. The only goal that we did score. Um, So he's finding himself in the right spots. He's putting pucks on the net and finding the back of the net. Um, So I expect really good things for him. And once again, another player that's going to make this episode really hard when uh, you're choosing who's on the final roster. So I think he's going to quickly become a fan favorite. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think so too. I think, uh, I think we have a lot of good things to look forward to seeing Yamamoto playing in the Seattle Jersey this season. Yeah. Hard to adjust to the numbers. I kept going like, who's 56. Who is that? I um, know. Like it's right Watching number. preseason games is like, it's you're just like, who, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so bringing up the number one first star of the episode. Get a drum roll, please. Is it Ty Cartier, Will Mm -hmm. Morgan, Burakovsky? No, it's Jessica Campbell, assistant coach of the Coachella Firebirds. She becomes the second woman to ever coach an NHL hockey game as the Seattle Kraken ask her to stand behind the bench for a preseason game between the Kraken and the Flames at Climate Pledge Arena on September 25th, 2023. She helped the Firebirds get to the Calder Cup Finals in their inaugural season and was the first ever, first ever female assistant coach in the AHL 
and she continues to shatter that glass ceiling. So hats off to Campbell. Yeah, amazing. Um, I'll drink to that. Yeah, really cool stuff. And and I think, you know, watching her coach and her interview afterwards, she's going places. She's laser focused and she's a driving force in this organization. And I think a huge part of, um, you know, Coachella Valley Firebird's success last season. And you listen to her talk and she's like, you know, it's our job to like, get these guys ready to play at the next level. So integrating that system and everything that goes with it and preparing these guys to play in the NHL. And she understands that. And um, I think she's a huge asset. So yeah, number one star, Jessica oh, definitely. You, you bring that, you know, new dynamic and nothing but good things are going to happen. Yeah. Synergy. If you want a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Okay. I'm loving it. Okay. It's come time. We're here. It's time to talk about the roster picks. I will go first. Okay, please. Please So, forwards, you have McCann, Berniers, Eberle. Burakovsky, Winberg, Tolvanen. Yamamoto, Gord, Bjorkstrand. Schwartz, Tanev. And Pierre-Edouard Belmar. Um, And then I have Ty Cartier making the roster. And I said last episode that I thought Shane Wright was going to make the roster. And I really want that to happen. But I don't think I'm going to put him in there. But there's a big but there. I think John Hayden, <clears throat> because, and this is why, the the forwards that are kind of on the outside looking in, Shane Wright, Cole Lind, and John Hayden. Now, Shane Wright. What about uh, Devin Shore? Devin Shore, I think, it goes down. I, I mean, just look at those. Yeah, Devin Shore, sure, we went and picked him up, but I think. We he, went and picked him up, so. He That's goes, what I'm wondering is is they just they just send him down as like a veteran to like take care of the kids? I think so. Like somebody that you call up in case of injury type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But so here's my here's my problem. I want Shane Wright on the roster, but does if I'm like the GM right now, do I want Shane Wright playing third, fourth line center? And if 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 Shane Wright is third line center, do I kick Gord down? No, to see, fourth line center. That's the problem, right so there. So would Shane Wright benefit more from another season in Coachella, where you can call him up sometimes? Or yeah, because he's know, got the two way contract, and I think that that's where you're going to see him this season. Yeah, or you know, God forbid, he's just a healthy scratch every week like he kind of was for parts of last season so i know i said shane wright but upon further investigation i'm actually gonna throw john hayden in there he played a lot with a lot of like fire when he was when he came in and uh i liked his style of play and i think you don't bat an eye if you're like okay he he can play on the third fourth line no one cares you know he's a third fourth line guy but relegating Shane Wright, you know, you want him in those top two lines. You want him in the top six. So 
give him a little more time. Um, that's where, and so that's where I'm at. And yeah, unfortunately for Cole Lind, I think Ty Cotier is just I think has proven see Ty over kind of like filling in for Jaden Schwartz when he needs a night off. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Uh, I think he's going to be in there. Yeah. Uh, whenever anybody's feeling a little sore. Yep. So. That's... So I agree with you. I kind of agree with you on all that. The only difference I had on the forwards in my roster pick because I had McCann, Beniers, Eberly, Burkowski, Wenberg, Yamamoto on the second line, mm. and then I put Tolvin in on the third line with Gordon Bjorkstrands because I saw some chemistry there. And then I uh, put Schwartz, Bill Mertano. Okay, so that was my one thing. <sighs> Excuse me. Is I broke up the Tolvanen line because they did have really good chemistry. So I could be wrong about that, and that would make sense. But I just thought, man, he's he's producing, you know, and continuing per- to produce in the preseason here. Yeah, but I mean, you want that's you want your third line to produce, and yeah. I don't know. There, all these guys are so good. I mean, Bjorkstrand and Yanni Gord on the third line. If, once you see that, then you know that they they're just stacked. Yeah, yeah. So, right. well, we'll see. But I mean, yeah, very similar, right? So, um, yeah, okay. And then and then defense. I've got the law firm. Larson done. Yeah. Then I've got Borgen and Schultz. And then Dumoulin and Alexiak. And then I have Riker Evans. And yeah. since I'm not taking uh since I'm not taking Shane Wright, and if I didn't take John Hayden, I'd throw in Probably Kale Flurry. I don't know what's happening with Magna, but I think Riker Evans makes the roster. Yeah, I do too. He was playing a lot so far in the preseason and games. playing and well. I mean, looking really good. Dave Hextall really I mean, complimented him and said the things he was doing, like in he's their got zone, yeah, like incredible, like. Uh, offensive awareness for a defensive player when he's up there, like yeah, he's just like catching passes and sending passes, and they're all tape to tape. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean everybody's looking for the next Kale McCarr, right? So they're 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 scouting that stuff, and to have that sort of like ability, I think, you know, raises your value, and and he has that. So I think he makes the roster this year. And you know I'm I'm not in love with my lineups. I saw a lot of like Borgen Dumoulin. Yeah, so, so I that's what I did. I switched it out and I put Dunn and Larson obviously, and then I put Alexiak and Schultz, ah, and then I put Dumoulin and Borgen. Third line, Andrew Evans, definitely, exactly, yeah, yeah. That's how I that's how I'm thinking. But anyways, anyway, you cut it, right? It's that's how it's going to go. And you could see Riker Evans in the first game, and one of these other guys could sit. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a stretch. So That's here's, not a far so reach. I mean, that could definitely happen. Here's an interesting little tidbit. Dunn hasn't played in two games, and he hasn't practiced. He was on the ice skating today, but he hasn't practiced. And Dave Haxtall's like, yeah, no, maintenance, 
first time he missed practice, he was like, yeah, it's a maintenance day. And then after the game where he didn't play, he's like, nah, I have no update on Vince Dunn. <laughs> Uh-oh. So who knows? Maybe you tweak something, but you could right away see that you know Riker Evans could slide you know right into the lineup, and you either he goes up there. Uh, last night in the game, he played with Larson, and it, really? I, I don't think it's a bad move. You get the savvy, savvy veteran who's like, listen, you got this young kid who's got a lot of skill, and I'm like, he can recover a lot, but keep Larson out there to like keep him in position and stuff like that. See, so. I think they would, I would, I think they would keep him on the, I don't know. You may be right. I think they'd keep him on the third line and well, push like Schultz or Alexiak up and, he's, and then Borgen up. He's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting just playing time wise. Cause if they want him to quarterback the second power play unit, they're going to have to put him on the game day roster and not be a healthy scratch. So it's a, yeah, it, I think I think no matter how you look at it, it's important to keep you know the core of the team together. Yeah, and, and I think you can see by both of our picks who the core of the team is. I mean, yeah, you know the guys the guys that have been around the longest for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, right. but if somebody's producing, you got to put them up. Yeah, yeah. There's some other things in here. Berniers is going to have you know. Interesting things to think about. We're pretty much where the roster is, but I'm thinking about like next year. Berniers is, needs a contract. Eberly's getting along in the tooth. Schwartz leaves a, mo- a lot more room to bring up some of these young guys. So it'll be interesting to see how it progresses. But this is kind of the roster for this season, anyway, except for goalies, Doug. Yeah. 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 What do you think about the landlord? So, you know, early on, I was saying Joey Decord and Decord this and Decord that. But I mean, Grubauer, we're going to see Grubauer. Of course. I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. He's the guy. He's. But who's your backup and who's going to be Coachella? So, two things I'll say about this. And one of them goes back to Riker Evans. Like, if. Riker Evans is on the opening day roster. Like, if he makes the team, he's never going to see Coachella because there's no way he would ever survive waivers if you tried to send him down. There's no way. So, with that in mind, it makes me wonder about Decord and what they think and and whether they want Drieger because if they start out with Joey Decord on the roster, maybe he doesn't survive. So I was going to say that Joey Decord was the backup this season, but I think I'm going to go Grubauer and the Landlord. The Landlord. See, that's what I was thinking too. I think Drieger did so good in Coachella. Yeah. And then, right, it, it was coming out of an injury, and they put him back in down low, and he killed it. Decor Joey's doing great. Yeah, Joey's Joey's doing great, but I think that he's going to be in Coachella and Drieger's going to be up on the backups, and we'll see what happens. So is that uh, is that what we're saying? That's what I think. I don't know if it's right or not. But <laughs> well, yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, okay, do but do you foresee like any surprises? I don't know, something crazy like, ah, we don't need Tanf. 
which you know yeah. would, would be a like strike for the fans but then you can say okay we're gonna throw shane wright and ty cotier in there and yep. you know i personally i, I don't, don't see, think I that don't happens see that happening i don't yeah. think so i think like i said i think it's important to keep the core team together at this juncture in time yeah, yeah. but you know what i mean all it takes is like one person not really playing up to their game right what the, where they're expected to be, or somebody gets hurt god forbid or you know any number of things this could happen and then you could see somebody else up here right right okay well i think but that's who we got for now that's, that's who we got that's gonna be your starting day roster it'll be fun fun to see uh the pairings and stuff and obviously that stuff is can be fluid but this is what we're saying for opening night so excited to see what happens there i'm excited to see what happens too okay well that's pretty much it we only got touch base on one kind of other little tidbit um geeky the other day you know gave an interview uh up there in boston and uh he's saying he he got the news of him leaving Seattle on Twitter and you know you could tell by his tone that he you know didn't didn't much appreciate that and uh, just kind of interesting uh, and so I was wondering uh, what do you what do you make of that Doug <laughs> I hadn't I didn't see the interview I hadn't heard that he he heard that he got X'd on X <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> If it's true, I think the organization needs to tighten up a little bit because I feel it's pretty foolish to send guys packing with a chip on their shoulder, right? Sure. I don't know if you saw, but he scored He scored a goal last night for the Bruins. He scored his first one. Nice. I didn't it was see a, that. It was a 3-1 loss to the Flyers, I think. He scored the only goal for him. But that sort of thing can bite you in the butt pretty quick. If he comes back to the greenhouse and wins a bunch of faceoffs, scores a couple goals, You'll know what fueled that fire. Know what I mean? Yeah, and so for me, it's kind of interesting. Obviously, like, everybody's different. But I will say, like, they offered him a contract. so And he refused the contract. So he had to know what was coming. Now, could they have just, like, called him, you know, and been like, listen, we're going to go a different direction, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's always, you know... So there it's is a little, little bit of that when you're leaving, when you're leaving a job and going to another job. Well, if I, if, if <laughs> I, you know, went to you, if you came to me and you were like, Hey, we want to hire you for $25 an hour. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I would do 35. Well, then it's like the ball's back in your court again. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, you rejected an offer. So yeah. you're either going to get it or not get it. But I do think like, hey, just reach out. It, it's not that hard to even have somebody on the staff like make a call and be like, hey, that's it. Morgan, I mean, appreciate you. Got you all these people working for you. All it yeah. takes is yeah. send an email. Yeah. But on the other side <laughs> of it, I send a all, memo. on the other side of it, I also know that like in sports, everybody's looking for a competitive edge. And they want to, like, fuel that competition to achieve great things. And so could be a little bit of him just putting a chip on his shoulder 
to like yeah he already give had him it. the extra juice you know what i mean yeah um so you know nothing crazy nobody assaulted anyone no, I think Morgan Geeky's a great hockey player. Oh yeah, yeah. I, but, think... I mean, you know, like you make your own, you make your own deal. So it's like if he didn't like what they were offering, he should have maybe expected to be shipped out. Right. Yeah. So in any case, just an interesting little thing there that I saw from a from a former Kraken, but uh, no, no biggie. And, of course, everybody's moving on. So, best of luck to him, and except when he comes back to play with Boston. Well, uh, anything else out there in the the universe you want to hit on before we get out of here? Hmm. Who else have I seen? I don't think I've – I don't think I do, JB. I was trying to think if I've seen any other uh, ex-Kraken players in this preseason, but I don't think I have playing for other teams. I saw Morgan Geeky score the goal the other night. Uh, I heard an interview. I think uh, I heard that Ryan Donato was playing with uh, Bedard on the Blackhawks. Oh, wow. That's in line with someone else. So that's so kinda cool. that was kind of cool, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's preseason. You know what I mean? But, I'm really excited for. Yeah, uh, to, to get to the real thing? Well, it's, yeah, they get it's to the real just thing. days away. So it's let's go cracking. more games. Let's go cracking. It's good to see. You know what I mean? It, it is good to see a lot of like the younger guys coming up and playing in these games because it gives you like a whole – it's like you already know that the team's scoring points all over the place. Yeah. You know, first line, second line, third line. Everybody's contributing. And now you just kind of get to like feel a little bit of the depth of the team you know what i mean because these these younger guys are looking good too yeah it was honestly a lot of fun to watch those young young kids bring it so a lot of fun i agree okay our intro music is by the zambonis our outro music is by stompin tom connors check them out we would love to hear from you so tweet us at kraken captains do you still say tweet now Oh, yeah. X, X us? <laughs> X us over at Kraken Captains. X us. X us. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, tell your friends. Give us a like on Spotify or wherever you listen. Follow us on social media. Keep your head up because another episode is coming. Real, Real soon. soon. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.